This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2133. The voices of the female Jedi in the rise of Skywalker, character design in Star Wars movies, and the relative popularity of Star Wars in other countries. These are all questions we're going to consider on today's patron question and answer session. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're going to start off with a question that came from Emily, Leah, and Samantha. And by the way, Emily, happy belated birthday to you. This question was sent to me before The Rise of Skywalker came out on Disney+. Plus, So it turns out that there is a bit of a happy ending to it. But they had been watching The Rise of Skywalker on Amazon Prime and noticed that in the closed captioning, the voices of most of the male Jedi were identified, but the female Jedi were not. Only one of the four female Jedi who speaks was named, that was Aayla Sakura, and the other three, which would be Luminara Unduli, Ahsoka Tano, and Adi Gallia, were not named. By contrast, all the male Jedi were named with the exception of one, which turned out to be the older Obi-Wan Kenobi, where they sliced the word Rey out of the larger word Afraid, which they had done in the Force Vision back in The Force Awakens. Yeah, that whole thing. So, it was really puzzling, and they were very disappointed, as they should have been. The bizarre thing about it is that, as I looked into it, it seems that this was an issue all the way from the theatrical release. Like, when I went through it, I couldn't find any media reporting on this at all. But I did find people saying on Twitter that when they went to the theater and saw The Rise of Skywalker, people who needed, you know, assisted listening devices or closed captioning actually saw this very same thing, that Ayla Sakura was the only female Jedi who was named in the closed captioning, even in the movie theater, and this continued on into the DVD release and into the digital release that happened. I'm saying Amazon Prime. I don't want to call them out necessarily. It's not really Amazon Prime. It's about the digital release that came from Lucasfilm in mid-March. Now, I would presume, though I don't know for sure, that when it comes to closed captioning a theatrical release, Lucasfilm would have to provide a file that then someone would have to turn into the proper closed captioning format, which means that they would have to be providing the script, which means they would have to be providing the names of the voices. I mean, you know, if you're a random person sitting in a closed caption place trying to figure out, well, who are these voices? I mean, unless you happen to be a Star Wars fan, you're not necessarily going to know. So I really do think the situation lies with Lucasfilm on this one. It's just a, a clear miss on their part. It's a an unfortunate whiff, to say the least. But the good news is that this was corrected for the Rise of Skywalker release on Disney+. Plus. All the female Jedi are named, and also Old Obi-Wan is named. Although he's not named Old Obi-Wan. I make that distinction because in the closed captioning, the first voice we hear is Obi-Wan as spoken by Ewan McGregor, and it's labeled Young Obi-Wan both in the original March digital release and in this Disney Plus release too. 
and then quote-unquote old Obi-Wan is just Obi-Wan when they slice the word Ray out of his afraid dialogue from A New Hope. So I'm very glad to see that they got that right for the Disney Plus release. And Emily, once again, happy belated birthday to you. I have another question from Bobby Gordon who asked me, what's my favorite character design in Star Wars and why? And I'll tell you, I went back and forth with this one a lot because I was like, okay, character design, I guess that means that I need to eliminate snow troopers and troopers from the Rebel Alliance on Hoth because... You know, yes, there are characters. I guess we could name General Reichen and Major Durlin and Leia and, you know, Han and Luke's costumes and all that. But, yeah, it didn't feel like it quite qualified for me. And I do love the Rebel Commandos, the Spec Force Pathfinders from Return of the Jedi. But, ultimately, if I had to think of one character, I would say it would be Darth Maul. And the reason I say that is because I can't think of any other character in all 11 of the movies where... You know, the moment we saw the character, I just went, whoa, like just straight out, whoa, from the moment that I saw Maul in that trailer <laughs> that was accompanying Meet Joe Black in the theaters back in, what was it, December of 98, I guess. You know, the moment I saw him, I was like, oh, that was, you know, there was no other moment like that for any character introduction that I've seen. So I would have to say it's Maul for character design. That's my take. And the last question we're going to talk about today comes from Peter Janeling. And Peter, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Peter is from Sweden. And he wanted to know if there's any information out there about Star Wars fan populations in other countries. So this one is a little hard to get at, but I do have a couple of interesting ways to look at it potentially. So one of the things I looked at was the international box office for the last five movies that have come out. I tried to go a little bit deeper than that, but the numbers.com does not have a breakdown for anything beyond the last five movies here, you know, from Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Rogue One and Solo and The Rise of Skywalker. So here is the deal as far as box office in those countries go. The UK was number one for all five of those. And then it mixes up between other countries. But basically the countries that always appeared on the top five for box office for all five of those are Germany, Japan, France, Australia and China. Like those five countries, some mix or other are generally in the top five. So for example, Rise of Skywalker was UK, Germany, Japan, France, and Australia. But for The Force Awakens, it was UK, China, Germany, Japan, and France. So like they kind of mix around, but for certain the UK is the number one in terms of box office for popularity purposes. Now, this you know could also be affected by your know, relative population and how you know Star Wars has pervaded the country over the years and stuff. So it's certainly not a you know, perfect illustration by any means, but it's one way of potentially getting at it. Now, there was another thing that came across my radar, and this doesn't quite exactly answer Peter's question, but. It's in the same general neighborhood, and I thought it would be fun to share as well. The service HowToWatch.com, which looks at streaming services and you know finding recommendations for what to watch on streaming services and how to you know cut cable cords and just go digital and all that stuff. They put out a thing on May the 4th for 2018 looking at Star Wars movies and how frequently they were searched by country and made a list of, well, which movies were searched the most or by the most countries. So it turns out that 
at that time, the movie being searched by more countries than any other was Rogue One. Rogue One appeared at the top of the search list for 14 different countries. In second place was A New Hope with 13 countries. TFA, The Force Awakens, was 10 countries, and then followed by The Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith in six countries, Empire Strikes Back, The Last Jedi, and Attack of the Clones, four countries, and not making it to the top of any country's list of the most searched Star Wars movie was Return of the Jedi. Again, this was done in 2018, so, and before the release of Solo. So Solo and The Rise of Skywalker were not included in this one. Anyway, so Rogue One and A New Hope would be the ones that were most searched by the most countries in the world. I thought that was kind of a cool bit of information, but yes, Peter, you're right. It's rather difficult to get at a notion of popularity by country, although I think box office gives us a little bit of leeway in it, but with, you know, some other caveats as well. Thank you so much to Peter, to Bobby, to Leah, Samantha, and Emily for those questions. I really appreciate it. And I hope you found this episode interesting as well. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.